0: Hi everyone, today is September 17th, 2023, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. This is just kind of a um, reminder that I'm still around, <laughs> podcast. Right now, the KC Cup is going on its last day, actually, so this is the last day before uh, KC Cup ends um, with Rush Duels on the horizon, so... This episode will be fully focused on some of the Casey Cup decks. I'll try to go more in depth with some of the decks. And, uh, you know, there's not much else going on, so it's going to be very uh, casual. And, uh, yeah, let's just do it. So, just as a reminder, you can get to the podcast, Anywhere Gear Podcast. Search Duel Links Podcast, Duel Assessment Podcast, and all the old episodes are available on WordPress. The dual assessment dot wordpress dot com. I was gone. Um, I was in Singapore for a lung cancer conference, and I guess, um, as is customary, I've gone, uh, so many places this year. I'll just talk about Singapore. So, you know, coming from the U.S., it's a very long flight. That's, um, there's pros and cons to it all, and, um, From the West Coast, it's a lot easier uh, to get there. But all in all, it's like you're spending a day. If you're going from the East Coast, you're spending like a day in the skies. So going there, it was like uh, transferring to San Francisco from New York. It was like six hours plus another 16 to get to the second flight. And then coming back, it was 14 plus six. So really 22 hours and 20 hours. Quite a bit of travel there, uh, but once you get there, uh, I had a hotel that's kind of near where everything is, so the location was pretty good. And um, let's see, first impressions—I guess um, it's probably the most humid place I've ever been. A lot of uh, humidity. Uh, <laughs> I think it was—I like, don't think it exceeded ninety degrees. It was close to like eighty-eight. But it felt like a hundred every day and uh yeah, intense humidity and um even times without sun, it was very humid and rain was very unpredictable. So uh, every day most days it rained a little bit and at times it was very intense, so the weather is not you know the most comfortable, but um over there uh there's malls everywhere, so it's kind of like a refuge. Uh, just to get ac or something and a lot of the malls it's kind of similar to japan but a smaller scale a lot of malls but uh less less in your face than japan was in terms of the consumerism um, i would say the things are more expensive in singapore than japan uh if you're comparing u.s dollars and things you can buy um on a budget or whatever but uh some things i did um there's a, you know, the downtown area, the harbor where the Merlion is. Uh, that's a cool area. There's a lot of cool architecture there. There's like a thing in the sky. It's kind of like the the Sands Hotel or Casino. I'm not really sure, but there's like a thing in the sky. There's um, Cloud Gardens, which is like uh, Sky Gardens or whatever. Cloud Forest, I think it's called. That, that lights up in the middle of the night. Like around like 7 or 8. And they play music and they light up. They they kind of have like a light show, music show situation. People can even go up uh, go up to the cloud forest. So that's pretty cool. Um, there's a botanical garden. So I went, went there. That was a lot of stuff there. Uh, different trails and parks where you could see like different animals. And you could walk on like a canopy. Uh, saw some wild chickens and some... Monitor is just around in that area, so it was pretty cool. Um, food, uh, that's one of the main things of Singapore. They have, uh, you know, Chinese, Malaysian, and Indian, like, communities there, so it's really a fusion of that. Um, so a lot of the the hawker stalls, as they're called, kind of like in a food hall, uh, that's the cheapest food that there is there. So it was nice to experience that. Um, and, yeah, it's a very. It, it is what you say. You hear it about it. It's clean and um, not a lot of traffic because they kind of limit who gets to drive there. So uh, not a lot of traffic and um, not very polluted as a result. So um, overall, that was my trip. Um, yeah, that was my trip. Um, so in, I was actually able to play a lot of the game. Uh, While I was there in my hotel and stuff. And I think in Duel Links I'm DLV17. Which is more than I've gotten in past KC Cups. And um, I think... I've just been playing Gimmick Puppets. Uh, I think that's... You know, I was playing Infinitrax for a really long time. But I think Gimmick Puppets... uh, Are a better deck... Uh, I guess you get to use, uh, well, you could use, you could still use Tindersu in the other deck, I guess, but, um, that's just what I'm playing right now. Um, Master Duels, I think, in the King of the Island event, did a little bit of that as well, and, uh, yeah. Let's look at some of the tournaments, we're supposed to be looking at decks all day, that's really, this will be a really short episode just to catch up before next week. Uh next week's pretty much the last thing we have the Solomon Moto event. And then it's going to be Rush Duel. So, uh look at these things pretty quickly. Duel Links Grand Prix number 40, Grand Harriers Tournament. Um first place Aziz Al Mazri, Raging Pendulum uh Odd Eyes. Notably this deck has a little bit of a different look to it. There's um No Orc is component here, but there is like a 2 Blackwing piece here. So, the Fireless Elite, who is often played. um, It's like a free special summon in level 4. But this deck also comes with Blackwing of the Haze. Very uh, seldom seen. I don't think I've ever known this card existed. But, during your opponent's battle phase, if you control no moxers, you can banish this from the graveyard and then target a Synchro. In your graveyard and a special summon that target, but banish it at the end of the battle phase. I guess you could kind of do that with the side frame Zeta, I guess, but anyhow, this deck's typical, uh, you know, odd eyes, pendulum magician stuff with those two pieces. Uh, there are three copies of Tackle Crusader here, but your usual suspects. Um, odd Pendulum Dragon, Oath Dragon Magician, Wisdom Eye Magician, uh, Performer Pal Skullcrowback Joker, uh, Noble Dragon Magician, Dragon Pit, Dragon Pulse, three copies of Pendulum Call. That's really it. So the rest of the decks in the top four are Tenyi. Second place, Mustafa Arc, three effects Tenyi. And they all look pretty similar. Um, with the Tenyi cards we got, you pretty much put in what you have Three copies of Ashuna. Three copies of Vishuda, Three copies of Adhara. Some of the lesser ones. One copy of Mapura. Two copies of Shatana. Uh, and then some of the staple uh, spell cards. Flawless Perfection of the Teny, That's a field spell. Three copies of Vessel for the Dragon Cycle. And three copies of Heavenly Dragon Cycle. Tech card. Two copies of Skullmeister. Which is really good in the mirror. And I expect this card to make a big role in the KC Cup. Second place, not throwing. Uh another teny deck. This one, uh, no skullmeisters in the deck, but they do run two cosmic cyclones. Uh no field spell, notably. Um, and another one of the lesser teny and rarity cards, Nahara. And top four Zuyo 1403, three effects Tenyi. This one comes with a different tech card. We have White Princess uh, kind of like a debuffer type. Uh, we also have two copies of Forbidden Chalice. So there are some core cards. This field spell does not seem to be a core card as of now. And they do run different tech monsters. And different back row cards as their flavor I guess. Links Meta Weekly 295. First play is Shu a Raging Pendulum. Pendulum Dragon. Again we see a... Black Wing Package again, Zephyrus the Elite, Kalima the Haze. Otherwise, um, pretty much bare bones deck. Tackle Crusader is uh, part of this deck too. Second place, Curry Soul of Light and Darkness, Blackluster Soldier. This is a Blackluster Soldier spell book deck, so it's a little more different. So let's see spell books. We have three copies of uh, Blue Boy. Uh, Wait, there's Endymion here. Three copies of Endymion. The Magister of Mastery. So this is a level 4 Water Spellcaster. We have uh, Spellbook of Knowledge, of course. That's a uh, limit 1. Three copies of Spellbook of Secrets. Spellbook of Fate. Spellbook of the Master. And then we have some BLS cards. Uh, BLS Legendary Swordsman. BLS Super Soldier. Two copies of regular BLS. Three BLS Envoy of the Beginning. This is not the Ritual card, but the kind of like the Chaos Special Summon card. Three copies of Artifact Lancea. Three copies of Book of Moon. Gateway to Chaos, of course. Chaos Form. That's a Ritual Spell. And then uh, limit three traps: Lost Wind and two Crackdowns. Four Eren Raging Pendulum uh, Pendulum Magician. This one has a bit of an Orchist component to it. We have orcist Harp Horror, Orchist Symbol Skeleton, and Orchestrated Return. We have a random level 6, Trance the Magic Swordsman. Level 6 monsters are just useful for Beatrice Lady of the Eternal, of course. And top 4, Lemon. Three effects, Tenyi. Tenyi deck, uh, Cosmic Cyclones, and the Field Spell. Otherwise your staple, uh, Tenyi Spirit Dragons uh with some of the lower rarity end cards too. So the Duel Links Meta Power Rankings are as stands. There's three cards uh, three decks in the tier one odd ice back at thirty six point five. Pretty strong. Um I think this deck previously was packaged in with Orcus and now um there's this new version it seems being tried out with Black Wings and Tackle Crusader being relevant once again. BLS, a lot of powerful plays, of course, um, enhanced by their new dual skill given to Yugi. Twenty-eight point five Tenyi, of course, uh, is going to stay in the meta for quite a bit of time. Twenty-seven point five Tier two, we have Destiny Heroes at nineteen point five, but still, they can't be underlooked. Like it could still very well be the most highly represented deck in the KC Cup. Tier 3 we have lower tier deck trick stars at 10, rockets at 9, and orcus at 7.5, and Infinitrex are uh off the tier list for now. Though I do expect to see some of those decks in the KC Cup top 100. All right, so this is uh, you know, pretty chill episode, so I'm just going to look at some of the decks in the KC Cup and try to talk through some of it as much as I can if I ex- if I understand the decks just looking at some of these archetypes we have some of the new decks uh one BLS um they have this skill the Soul of Light and Darkness which um begin with a lot of stuff in the graveyard um you begin with like the Soul of Light and Darkness and the Super Soldier Ritual in the graveyard and um This deck has a lot of ritual monsters, so there's the regular BLS, which is mostly used as ritual material. Um, It is 8 stars worth. It's a vanilla, 3,2500, almost like Blue Eyes. And you use this as material, because BLS Super Soldier, which is better, same stats. Um, And wait, I messed up. There's two so there's two other ritual monsters. There's the super soldier and then there's the legendary swordsman. Um Super Soldier is a bit of an older card. Destroys a monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard and inflict damage to half of the attack. And when it's destroyed, you can special summon a Gaia, the Fierce Knight. So it's kind of like a sticky monster. Whereas the legendary swordsman, um, Kind of tutors the spell, and this one is the one that uses the b l s vanilla as the material and you get the benefit of shuffling all of your opponent's cards to the deck so this is this is a card that can tutor the uh like the the ritual materials which reduces the cost burden of ritual cards and kind of negates the the main weakness of ritual cards. This deck also runs the Envoy of the Beginning, which is um, similar to Chaos Dragon Levianir but a smaller scale. You banish a light in the dark in the graveyard, and then you get to special summon this card, uh, target a card in the field, banish it, and then it can attack twice if it destroys another monster. As is customary with these Chaos decks, we have cards like Artifact Lancea, White Princess. Uh, You could probably see Skullmeister in this deck. Like any light and dark type card would be beneficial here. Eight-Way to Chaos, of course, is uh, a card that's been around since the beginning, but a very core card in the deck as well. Alright, so... uh, Next deck is... Resonators... Resonator slash Red Eyes uh, Dragon, not Red Eyes Dragon. Red Hot uh, Red Dragon Archfiend. Sorry. Really, the only like development in this deck is the um, Void Ogre Dragon, which was released a couple of months ago. But uh, this is like a an anti spell trap card. If you have no cards in your hand, uh, you can negate and destroy. A spell or a trap when your opponent activates it. Otherwise, they have like a lot of the same uh, cards they had before Scarlight, Red Dragon Archfiend, Tyrant, Red Dragon Archfiend, Hot Red Bane, Dark End Dragon, that. Nothing too crazy here. Um, Red Reigns are pretty much a game changing card. So Infinitrax uh, are always going to run switcheroo, so sometimes you see Banded Keith, you know. He's going to be playing his machines. Infinitrax uh, Power Deck. A lot of different uh, XS plays they can make. Um, powered by the Anchor Drill and the Harvester. They w- they did get Brutal Dozer, which made them meta-relevant. I don't think they were considered meta-relevant before Brutal Dozer. And that's kind of like a one-card XZs. Uh, rank 5 XZs. And that kind of relies on... Um, the river stormer but um tunneler has become a play there in that deck too to recycle uh it works really well with the uh goliath as well uh sometimes you see this deck comboed with uh railway cards so this one runs super express bullet train sometimes you can run the uh, night express night as well and those are just cards that can help you get into the um rank ten plays easier. Um if you're running rank ten. Infinitrack typically does not rank, run rank ten. But they can get you know, they level up their cards with the Outrigger extension, of course, and that kinda of goes in, you know, five to seven, to nine to eleven. To leave, which is the pretty much the game ending card, but it just relies on battling things with Massive damage and outrigger extension protecting it. So that's how that deck works. So another Bandit Keith deck, Baggy Sleeves, Ursartic. Ursartic is a heavy control deck that I find very annoying to play against. Um, You do a lot of stuff. Uh, I can't really explain it because I've never played Ursartic and I don't know how to do it. But they negate effects very well. Heavy control deck. That's all I could really say about it. Uh, very stifling deck. Next up we have monster move. Mech knights. Uh, mech knights are still a thing. So you have to consider columns. And just like a quick uh, dual. Uh, a basic a basics thing. Is to like rearrange where you put things. So if you have it on automatic. You put things down the middle. Here. Um. It'll be nice to not st- to stagger your cards so your your monster and your back rows are not in the same columns, because then the mech knights can kinda of take advantage of two cards being in the same column. So that's one thing to consider. But mech knights have been really hit hard with nerfs. They're kind of related to Orcus, so World Legacy, all the same thing, so Noble Knights. So Bandit Noble Knights another other Bandit Keith deck. Bandit Keith can run in, like three different skills and you don't know he's running. So Bandit Keith is a sleeper in this KC Cup. But Noble Knights don't really have anything crazy. Except uh, Evil Swarm Exciton Knight. Is a light monster. So you kind of need light monsters. Level 4s. And the uh, Noble Knights work well with that. So that's a game changing card. As I've discussed before. And it gives some life to Noble Knights. Rockets. When you see Varus. You know that... Uh, Rockets are being played. And they have the strength of playing. Like level 8. Synchro Monsters. Fusions. Link. They kind of have. Uh, XD's. They, they they have a very versatile. Extra deck. That's kind of their strength. And. They play a lot of quick plays. So obviously the quick launch. Rapid trigger. Things like that. Uh, are very good for countering plays. So you play a quick play. And then. You target one of their monsters. They're going to destroy it themselves. So that's really the strength of the deck. Gimmick Puppets. So this is the deck I know the most right now. If you see Quattro. They're playing Gimmick Puppets. And the strength of the deck is. Rank 4 and Rank 8 XEs. Now there's different ways to play the deck. But the monster core remains the same. You have Terror Baby. You have uh, Bisk Doll. You have Dreary Doll. Magnet Doll and Gear Changer. And um. Jury doll is kinda of like if that card's banished, you kinda of lose the game, so that's kinda of not the goal, but the skill lets you get a destroy. You could play around the destroy to kinda of summon things from the hand. Or you could just make a level four. So um I think a game changing card is a rank four Evil Swarm Nightmare. You set you play a card in defense, and then you could kind of just leave that's like a fine turn one. That's really what this deck was missing was a fine turn one. Though, the deck does run Barrage Blast, and that's a card you can just play, like, Gaming Puppet of Strings and Barrage Blast, and that's a fine turn one. Or you could just play uh, Dingersu, which kind of revitalized the deck. But, um... Yeah, another really powerful card is Gigantis Doll, which can just swing the game and you can win right away. Uh, steal your opponent's monsters, turn them level 8, make a rank 8 XCs. Um heavy draw power in this deck with the destiny draw. Um, and the deck does, you know, you could pack in some of those really powerful uh, limit three traps or warning points for example. There are things like that. Dark Magician's still around. Um did get like, a new structure deck where they run like it's not new but a year and a half old destined Destin- destined rivals. Um I say I'm not sure this is just a Dark Magician deck. There's nothing to do there. Teny as as discussed Tenyi have some core cards. Ashuna free level seven special summon. Vishuda very powerful card level seven special summon and also can uh control the enemy's board. Adhara level one tuner we have some of these like, wild card and rarity cards. Mapura, level 4, um, free special summon. Shatana, another level 4, free special summon. So you could just turn those guys into Monk of Tenyi. And part of the strength of the deck is Monk of the Tenyi, so uh, don't discount that normal Link Monster. The field spell is kind of. Uh, Optional, but all non-effect monsters aren't affected by monster effects, so it's kind of protection for the monk. Um, once per turn, if your opponent special summons an effect monster, you can draw two cards. This is not a bad card. It's a little situational, but vessel for dragon cycle is a very is a core card for the deck. Send a worm monster from the deck to the graveyard. And if you control a face up non-effect monster, you can add from your deck to your hand, one Tenyi monster of a different name. Yeah, I can see why this is good, but you do need Monk of Tenyi first. And Heavenly Dragon Cycles, a uh, quick play, tribute a worm, add a worm from your deck. If you tribute a non effect monster, you can special summon it. So this is all synergy with Monk of Tenyi. It's a really core card of the deck. Our D heroes are still around. They run pretty big decks now, they're heavy control decks. Not aggressive mask change decks like they once were. Um, They run a lot of... Half the deck is back row. Expendable die you can expect in the deck, for example. Given their warrior monsters, they have access to rank 4. So some of the new rank 4 cards, Castell the Skyblaster, Musketeer, Evil Swarm, Exciton Knight, Evil Swarm, Nightmare. They could play all those cards. That's some link monsters. They can play like ferocious flame swordsman. They have their core fusion dystopia. They have a core link monster too, um, but that's not running every single deck. Tunes. So tunes have a new skill tune invitation, um, and they're the same they've always been. They have BLS as well. Um, they have comic hand. They have tune bookmark. A lot of new tools for tunes. Which make them very viable, actually. Uh, Salamangrates. I don't, I don't. I don't expect to see this deck too much, but uh, they're still around. Remember how to play against Salamangrates? Mal, uh, Maldashe, uh Heavy control deck. Here is a Order of Chaos. I guess it's a Utopia deck. Opia kind of revitalized by V Salamander. Uh, tie that binds S Force, so S Force is also a deck. I don't really know much about this deck, so I can't really explain what this deck does. Uh, Synchrons, so you could still see like Stardust Synchrons, things like that. And you kind of kind of target their synchro abilities So kind of like flip guys down. So that they don't start their synchros. That's how you counter the deck. Uh, looking at more decks here. More of the same stuff. Of course, uh, Pendulum, Magician, Odd Eyes, whatever you want to call it. Magistus seems to be a new package. Uh, being played with decks now that Orcus has been hit a lot. Here we have uh, Elemental Heroes kind of... Uh, emergency call, em- elemental heroes, um, garbage lord. A lot of the you know old elemental hero cards are in this deck as well. Sunrise, of course, makes that deck really powerful. Yeah, that's it. that's gonna be it for now i think um i was gonna go over some of the master duel things like the king of the island event but their website's down so there's nothing i could really do about that um so good luck with the casey cup as i said you know in the past you get four duels a day you get some gems you get those stones that's all if you're not competitive that's all you could really do Upcoming news, uh, Grandpa Rise, kind of the last episode before, last topics before um, Rush Duels comes. Grandpa, new skill, Exodia skill, new cards as well, dual quest, and late September, the Rush Duel update, massive update incoming. So that is it. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.